Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 22nd episode of The Valorant Show. I'm your host, Taylor Reflections Noble, joined by Troy Tuttle, a.k.a. Too Loud, and I cannot wait to get this episode started because we finally have some juicy things coming our ways, whether it be pro players damaging their eyes all the way up to first strike being announced. It is an interesting, beautiful, dangerous time for Valorant, but hey, we're here either way. Troy, how you doing, man? You look confused. I, I'm a bit confused only in the fact because we played that intro and I have, I did not hear it, but it's okay. It doesn't, doesn't matter. I don't need to hear the music. It's, it, it's a great week to be here again to talk some more Valorant. And uh, yeah, man, I'm excited. Uh, you know, new, new act, new map. Yep. Uh-huh. New agent soon. soon? Right? So... <laughs> I mean, it, it's 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 a lot of new things coming around. Although I am ready, I am actually ready for the new agent. I think that's yeah. gonna entice me to want to play even more. You think so? Yeah, because I I love to unlock things in Valorant. I absolutely love to unlock things in Valorant. And you know, they had that awesome uh, article that they had out this week, the "Build Me a Battle Pass" uh, article mm, they released mm -hmm, actually mm -hmm. today. You know, because we always wait. You know. We wait for the latest things from Riot to record this podcast. <laughs> we just happen to roll them out perfectly uh, in this one again. But no, great article in there. We're going to talk about it here in a little bit. But man, I'm, I'm excited to get more Valorant. Yeah, me too, man. Look, I've been playing a lot of Valorant as of recently. Uh, it feels good because, you know, this new act is, is, is nice. You know, once you get towards the end of an act, it, it gets kind of stale. You know, your battle pass is already completed and it's like, oh, I'm ready for the next one. But now everything is fresh. It's ready to go. Sky obviously coming out in the next patch. Um, obviously, there are some issues. We are going to discuss that with what's been going on with the stuttering and everything. But uh, either way, though, it still has been a good act, at least for me. I've enjoyed it. But you know what? It's time to go ahead and hear from you, you guys, at least. See if you all have been enjoying the act. Let's move into our community feedback. Ask the agents. Ah, so much learned this day. A victory on many fronts. You know, I hope that music makes everybody else dance a little bit in their car or you know, wherever they're walking. I love, I, I absolutely like some of the, the, the little things that we got going on, man. It, they're a lot of fun, uh, a lot of fun to listen to. So I hope, I hope everybody else gets the groove, you know, when they hear our, just, as the agents, you know, <laughs> just, just be careful dancing around in your cubicle though at work. I know a lot of people <laughs> listen to this while at work. I can imagine, you know, someone out there being a construction worker. So I'm just dancing in the middle of a, of a construction zone and all the, all the, you know, big guys who Let's work in construction, it. you know, with the beards and everything looking like, what is this? What's up with this guy? What's up with the new guy, man? Hey, hey I'm just jamming to the Valorant show. Hey, respect <laughs> out there. Hey, I'm glad to see that Plaw is back. Let's go ahead and read that first one. A couple of thoughts. Hey, glad you guys are back. Was able to catch a few of Taylor's streams. Yes, you did. And I appreciate you being there and love the content. I'm so hyped for Sky. I played Hillers and other games like Overwatch, and I love the support they bring to the team. I think with her coming out now, I'm really going to start grinding ranked with my friends. She seems like a heater. Or heater seems like a healer, and hey, could be a heater too. You've been hanging out with me too much, bro. Hey, man, I'm starting to slip a little bit, man. <laughs> I gotta start reading up on my Harry Potter or something. Get 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 into the flow of reading again. But uh, she seems like a healer that also has a good kit to help frag and set up teammates. I think she might be the new main. Okay, hey, check this out. I know Troy is actually looking forward hey, to Sky. Back up, as he said before. back up, back and, up. Uh, get off my sky, hey. man. I'm gonna be. <laughs> 
<laughs> I I it's mine though. I I agree with you, man. I, I I'm excited about Sky too. I was actually just telling Taylor before all this, like, uh, I I can't wait till she comes out. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Um. Uh, but hey, man, I I'm I'm with you. I've always been kind of the more uh you know either healer or tank style of character uh whenever you look at role type of play um yeah. and and obviously in in Valorant we don't have really a tank style character at all um that that role doesn't really play in so you do have you know more a lot more support style characters um and, and but your initiators are kind of your your first go getters in this game which is different right because in a lot of games where you have role based your tank is your first entry Right, your tank is your first person in. Yeah. So that's one thing I think that's uh, different about Valorant than any other role playing style game that we've had where any abilities come into play, roles come into play. Uh, so you that's know, what makes Valorant interesting. Troy, you're crazy, man. You just got me thinking like, you think there'll be an agent in the future with a shield? Like like Reinhardt from Overwatch? Uh, I definitely do. I think there will be a an agent that has um, maybe they spawn within a 50 additional shield or 25 additional shield. Uh, or something like that, or or I'm thinking like you like a utility or something. I I think it might actually be a like a stem, like a like a temporary stem. So like you. That's use what it. I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh it, oh oh with with shield. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. That's that's a really good. You know what? That that's 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 good, Troy, and Plaw as well, man. That's uh, hey man, getting getting the juices flowing. I like that. I do want to say, by the way. Um, we're going to be talking about the most recent Renegades X uh, Nerd Street Gamers Tournament that did t uh, just took place with Anbox taking a victory. But uh, uh, an interesting stat, Sage had a 0% usage rate during that tournament. So it is officially uh, now known that Sage is completely dead, and that is simply because of... Uh, of the Valorant team, and I don't know what was going on there. So Sky is 100% going to have some value there. So I, I can't wait till Sky is around. But hey, Plaw, appreciate you reading out. <laughs> it's always good to. Have <laughs> oh man! Yeah, what people don't know is we we have fun ways to communicate to each other while we're while we are uh, doing the podcast, so we can keep going. Uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good it's good times we're able to communicate anyways we're gonna move on Don't to the next up. one uh <clears throat> plaw man thank you so much for writing in and magusta trains coming back at us again he says come on guys it's not bad come on fsm means full send mid baby i'm not disappointed spaghetti monster yeah <laughs> sorry but we did mess that one up uh still loving the podcast and have been tuning in to reflection stream hey man thanks so much we know you love the support all i have to say is two louds actively online is yikes i played three games just seeing the online tag under his name fsm equals full send <laughs> mid uh also hit me up on the weekend for some games i believe the reflections owes me a game at least because i donated to his stream he clutched 1v3. Wow, all right. People seem hey, to do look. some clutches, bro. Be doing I'm some the real fun. deal. Okay. I'll make okay. it happen. All right, look at you. By no, the way, I will play with you. you. The donation, I just want to say for any viewers out there, by the way, if you ever stop by my stream, don't feel you have to donate to play with me. I don't want that to be a trend or anything, but Magusta Train, I'm for sure going to get some reps in with you. I've been playing with the Lorax, man. I'm telling you, that kid is, he's going places. Hey, he's going places. That's awesome. Well, that's good, man. Uh, you, your stream's been going well? 
Yeah, they've been going great, man. I'm not going to lie. I've been having a lot of fun. Been doing Among Us, been doing Valorant, been doing uh, quite a few different things, man. I can't do Among Us anymore, by the way. I know, look, I, I know we, we've got some viewers that don't like us talking about different games, but Among Us is one of those games that just makes me so angry that I can't play it anymore, man. So it's 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 gone. So I've I've switched back to Valorant, been grinding that game nonstop. But you hey, know it's what? been going well. Magusta trains, loved having you through. Uh, Plaw as well. You guys are all awesome. And you know what? I'm ready to get into the news because there's a lot to break down. So let's go ahead and move into weekly news. Run it back. Yeah, let's bring it back. Woo! We got some news this week, man. Lots of lots of stuff happening. First off, I'm just going to jump in here and, and say what I said at the very beginning. We had this really cool article come out today. Uh, so go to playvalorant.com. Check out the Build Me a Valorant Battle Pass. We had the premium content team uh, come in and, and write about uh, how they make different things in the Battle Pass. Uh, how they actually look at the things that are you know free for the free-to-play people that don't get the premium pack. Um, and what and and the significance of making some of those cooler things available for the community so that they can even those that came by the past can still you know have that feeling of hey I was there when that happened um but yeah lots of great stuff in this they talk about like hey why is the toaster where the toaster come from I don't right? know but Cer I love it certain things in this game <laughs> you, you you have the vinyl vinyl record player right you have the DJ machine or whatever it, it's 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 really crazy uh and they said basically what's really cool Taylor is uh, you would think these guys, like, you know, they sit in a big room and all these teams talk to each other and they come up with all these ideas together. Right, right. Uh, and believe it or not, um, all these teams, I'm sure, especially now with, with the pandemic we've been in for so long, you know, they're, they're, they're operating separately. You know, they have these yeah. teams that focus on certain core parts of the game. And, and so when the premium content team came in to talk about this, they're talking about, like, the toaster and stuff. And believe it or not, they get this inspiration from the team that does all the maps. So they'll actually hmm. go into the maps after they're created when they're looking for the season and, the, and they'll look for inspiration off the map. And that's where some of these things come from. Uh, so I thought it was really cool to think like these teams actually inspire each other to do certain things in the game. Isn't that pretty sweet? I wonder if that's intentional too. You know, uh, um, Super Cakes has always been tweeting out that, you know, it's really difficult, or at least in her in her releases, right, about how difficult it is to work from home. Yeah. Separating those teams isn't easy, right? I mean, working from home just in general isn't easy. I mean, it, I beg to differ. In other jobs, it can be really nice, right? I mean, you're at home, you're chilling, you work in your pajamas, you got your coffee, you're, you're good yeah. to go. But, but for massive undertakings, like, you know, running the Valorant game, the Valorant team in general... Is sometimes it might be difficult to you know open up that Slack chat and get the get the the juices flowing between the two you know and kind of talk amongst each other. But with that being said, though, you're right. Creativity might be spawned by simply you know uh, the inspiration that's given throughout the maps and and throughout the sprays and everything else. And even though they don't talk to each other, they still find a way to kind of commingle, right? So yep. what is this this spray to speech thing that they're thinking about implementing? Because I, I read over this and you kind of introduced this to me. It seems really cool. Yeah, so spray to speech is actually so. There's a lot of act, uh, there's a lot of character in this article that actually came up on the site. Uh, this team talks about how they all play together during the week, 
And so mm-hmm. like a lot of these things are, are like start from them being part of the community, not just being developers in the game, but like learning what the community wants to do, learning what things and, and what kind of funny puns and memes and things are going around. And they actually create the sprays and, 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 you know, the charms and all that stuff from things that are happening. And so the spray to speech, uh, section, and, and if you guys just want to go read this, this is probably one of the funniest parts of the whole thing, but basically, <laughs> uh, they're talking about like how, you know, when they, when they create sprays they don't want them just to mean nothing they want them to have some purpose or to be able to create some type of communication and so you know for instance if you wanted to say man i suck at this game you would just pair you know say the sad crab spray with the potato aim (laughs) right uh you know uh say take it you know that was easy you know you'd spray a piece of cake right or uh you know say for instance i'm a filthy camper You'd mm. pair the you know, the Bucky card uh, with the pumped right, uh, and the camper or the the uh, the cheesy shot spray right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. just kind of a really cool how they they talk about in here how they create all this stuff. It's really neat, you know. If you're a fan of the game, obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are. So some of this stuff is super interesting to me. I know you love sometimes, uh, you know, you you dive way more deep into some of the statistical things and stuff that's going on around the game, and I love to dive into the community aspect and yeah. how fun it is and different things. So for me, this is really cool. They even talk about you know the stay safe spray, which is uh is with Viper having her mask on. And how, you know, that's kind of for everybody. <laughs> this moment in time that we're stuck in. That's really creative, uh, right, actually, yeah. With, with the quarantine. And so yeah. uh, it, it is really neat to, to see how they kind of, instead of just building the holiday, you know, and just having a bunch of pumpkin things or, you know, fall things or Halloween things or fall, you know, uh, Thanksgiving themed items. Yeah, Christmas stuff, yeah. Yeah, instead of that, they really look beyond that at the inspiration of like, what's the community doing? What's going sure. on in the community? I thought it was really cool. So go check out that article. Once again, it's on playvalorant.com and it's called Build Me a Valorant Battle Pass. And they talk about the Battle Pass, obviously, and all the things they create through there. And it's done by the premium content team. Shout out to you guys. Uh, absolutely amazing. And I think it was uh, Sean Mariano, which is the art lead, and Petit, I can, cannot pr- pronounce his last name at all. So, hmm. uh, But he is one of the producers. They, they, they got together and put this article. And they did leave us with a teaser for episode two already. Uh, Taylor, and it is it is a spray. So you guys go check that out. It's a it's a some type of art spray, and it looks like maybe part of the I said before this the Taylor we were talking pop. about the glitch pop, right? Yep. Maybe part of the glitch pop. So we're gonna see a right. little more of that that glitch pop atmosphere maybe for for uh, episode two. We'll see what what it is, but go check it out. Playvalorant.com. And another thing about glitch pop, like you know, at the beginning I wasn't a big fan of it. Like I thought it was cool. But it was definitely something that I was, you know, I was like, which, by the way, just, you know, I, I haven't been buying any skins other than I, I most recently bought the the Phantom skin for the new uh, skin pack that's out because I, yeah. I love it. I think it's the coolest thing ever. And I had the, um, you know, the the Radiant to be able to just upgrade it. But going back and reflecting it and looking at the uh, the Glitch Pop skins, I'm not going to, they're really cool. Like, they're they actually are cool, a lot man. cooler Especially now. Especially the finishes. Yeah. Yeah. They're a lot cooler now than they were when they were first released. I don't know why they got cooler to me, it's but be- they, they absolutely did. It's because that the uh, Ember Flame, like the, remember the dragon, all the dragon skins? Yeah. Because those had just come out, mm. we thought, like, oh, Glitch Pop isn't yeah. near as cool as that. Because, That's true, like, yeah. I think as a fan, me, like myself, I expected to already see another Ember Flame coming out by now, right? Right. You know, but you know, it's funny too, like Glitch Pop got cooler, but the Ember Flame, like the Dragon Skin, which like blew my mind when it first came out because it was so cool. 
now like i won't pick up that skin if it's on the ground like it's just i don't like the animations well i do excuse me i do like the animations but it's just it, it just throws you off so much you know what i'm saying it is different it is different it's for sure way too different so like I for agree. me like like the i just i don't know it just doesn't work for me but either way though super cool I, i'm glad that you kind of you know found that article like you said I, i'm more of the statistical guy you're more of like the fun guy and and that that's a lot of fun i can't wait to see what they're going to implement and continue to implement because uh you know last episode we talked about content creators and and is this more geared towards esports it is but i do feel in the future content creators are going to have more of an option to be able to come into the game and, and make their youtube videos and and you know play with their community and things and i think that's going to be a a pretty pretty positive thing but you know what uh you know as of recently whenever this new act was released i just just i've, I've upgraded my entire setup man i had my computer my modem my router right. my literally everything monitor and new act comes out and i start playing and my ping starts spiking up to 400 300 i'm like what is going on and my my game is 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 glitching it's stuttering and i'm like yo this cannot happen i just spent all this money to upgrade everything turns out it actually wasn't on my end at all so if you guys have been playing and i'm sure you've already read up on this but if you haven't and you've been, you know, having your game stutter, you've had hitching problems. This is an issue on the server side of Valorant. And this has been addressed in multiple tweets, uh, both officially as well as through Riot Ziegler. And the first uh, kind of update was there's going to be a hotfix that's going to be coming this week. And uh, and if not a hotfix, then it will be released in the next patch that's going to be coming out in general. But unfortunately, Ryan Ziegler did have an update, and this was just released today. Actually, very recently, just a couple of hours ago. Like we said, and we bring uh, the latest to you, everybody. We bring a, the latest. Bringing that fuego. Bringing that fuego. It looks like, this is what Riot Ziegler ended up tweeting out, it looks like tracking down this issue is harder than we thought. We've tried a few times and have had, uh, and have hit many hurdles. Having said that, we're tracking down many leads and working constantly to get a fix out as soon as possible. We'll keep you updated. So basically, underneath that, Play Valorant ended up tweeting out that look, a hotfix most likely isn't coming this week. So what they're looking to do is build a reliable uh, fix, which most likely will be happening in the next patch. That is a big concern because... If you don't know what's happening, essentially, I, like I, I, I was able to monitor it, whether it happened on my end or whenever I'm spectating, because you'll notice it when you're spectating a player too. That the screen glitches out, and you got to close your eyes. It's, it's honestly, it's, it's crazy. It's seizure-inducing. Um, but what happens is your ping will go from you know normal 20, 30, 40, 50 ping, whatever you sit at, and it will spike to 100, to 400, back to 100, to 200. And your opponents won't see that. Um, they'll actually have an advantage to be able to take you out. But on your end, you'll be in an extreme disadvantage. And this is a big problem. This is a tremendous problem, especially with First Strike being so close. So hopefully they figure this out very soon. But I just wanted you guys to be aware of uh, kind of, you know, the most recent news for the stuttering and hitching problems and know where, uh, you know, you kind of stand. So it, the game is still playable 100%, but just be aware that those stuttering and hitching problems will happen to you it's not a matter of if but will happen to you so if you're playing in a rank game a competitive game and you're really concerned about your rank um you you might want to avoid competitive as of right now and just wait until those hot fixes come in but unfortunately that means you might have to wait more than a week which is you know an eternity in esports and gaming troy so yeah that's I mean, the latest news for that if it bothers you that much take a break for a week it actually will be good for you. Like a week off won't kill you. It'll make you feel better. And you'll come back rejuvenated with new servers that don't suck. Um, but the challenge is, Troy, 
the battle pass. She got to up upgrade it. So I've just hey look, I've been hanging out in the trenches, spike rush and and unrated man. Yeah, that's really where I've, I've been, been hanging out too. <laughs> 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 and played a lot of deathmatch, a lot of yeah. deathmatch. Uh, no, yeah. I I mean in reality, like for real, if it does bother you, uh, if it's giving you a really hard time, or maybe it's affecting your gameplay uh my suggestion would be just to take a break um but uh, look they are on top of this as as rising was said like they're they're working constantly to get it done right the fix is going to be out as soon as possible uh they're going to keep us updated In reality they don't really have to tell us anything um you know necessarily but they you know it is always nice to hear right it's good to hear from the developer uh, it's good to hear that that they're tackling the problem and they don't just go oh well people are still playing the game we're just going to keep going uh, it's definitely on top of the radar, and you know it, it. It does stink, especially when you have a new season. But dude, how many times have we seen this happen with other games? You release a new season, you got a new update, you put it on the servers, it's all ready to go, and then it releases to the wild, and then you have a problem. Yeah, you know, yeah, it we, happens we, all time. We've seen this through multiple different games. Not you know, not just this. This isn't the first time it's happened in an esports game either. Uh, and so um, you know, I expect these things to occur from time to time. Look, right. Ziegler, I have trust in you. You're going to get it fixed and uh, we'll all be happier very, very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, look, I believe in the team. I really do. But I, I will say this again, first strike is on its way. And because of that, I really hope these issues do get fixed, especially with a lot on the line in terms of qualifying. But speaking of first strike, let's go ahead and talk about that. Right. So if you guys don't know what first strike is, this is uh, going to be one of the biggest tournaments, one of the big, uh, aside from the ignition series that took place, but this is going to be one of the biggest series. It's called Valorant first strike, and it's going to be a series of events. Now, Ignition series was primarily, for the most part, uh, you know, just closed off tournaments where you had to be invited to them. For First Strike, though, it's opening up the doors for you guys at home to have an opportunity to qualify through open qualifiers. And to my knowledge, no teams will be invited to the Grand Finals for the First Strike Grand Finals. That's unique. That's interesting. So everyone, all your teams, right, whether they be Sentinels, T1, Genji, 100 Thieves, FaZe, take your pick. They're all going to be playing in these open qualifiers. So with that being said, there's going to be a number of different qualifiers. And, and I'm happy to announce, by the way, that, uh, you know, Nerd Street Gamers, they've been doing a lot of great work. They will, in fact, be hosting the first qualifiers and UMG events, UMG Gaming, uh, which, you know, of course, this whoop product whoop. is brought to you by UMG Gaming. And I've worked for them for four years, you know, full time in their studio. We will, in fact, be hosting uh, some open qualifiers as well. So you know you're in good hands with Nerd Street as well as UMG Gaming. We're really excited to bring that product to you and in conjunction with Riot. Um, so this all starts October 26th and uh, basically less than a week away. And that's when the first open qualifiers are going to be hosted by Nerd Street Gamers. The events will uh, run until the 30th. And there's going to be 128 participating teams that, and basically 128 participating teams will get in. And uh, they'll you know, dwindle that down to uh, to around 16. And then there's going to be an open qualifier that's going to be ran. Uh, and essentially, the top four teams from that event will automatically qualify for the finals. The next four teams will then be sent to a secondary qualifier that they will have to compete in and then you know so on and so forth and that's kind of how it's going to run there's going to be several different open qualifiers as well as different qualifying tournaments um, and so there's going to be plenty of opportunities to compete and have your chance to play 
in the uh, in the grand finals, or at least uh, you know December third through sixth, which will be the Valorant First Strike regional finals, because there's going to be multiple different regions. It's going to be uh, Southeast Asia. It's also going to be you know Turkey and a couple of other regions as well. Uh, obviously EU, North America, and and the like. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this tournament uh, and kind of see it progress. What I like about this, Troy, is we're going to find a lot of those diamonds in the rough, right? We're going to find those uh, players that we haven't heard about because we're so focused on, and rightly so, we're so focused on 100 Thieves, Phage, Genji, T1 Sentinels, that we, in Cloud9, right, we, we don't really focus on those other AM players who have yet to make it to the top. So now this is a great opportunity for those players who may not have big brands behind them because they haven't, you know, we, you need a brand to get noticed, right? So if you haven't been noticed, this is your chance to finally make a big break. So I, I urge you, I urge you, whether it be on, uh, you know, go to a Valorant's official website, read up on First Strike, or go to the spike.gg. They broke it down very, very well about the Valorant First Strike with all the dates on it. If you're interested in playing or just interested in watching, go on there. It's going to tell you all the broadcast dates. It's going to tell you where uh, the tournaments are going to be hosted, how you can get involved. I strongly urge you to do so. I, I would love for you guys to go out there and compete. Yeah, um, I mean, what's really crazy about this is that a lot of teams are going to get a chance, right, on October 26th, and we're going to go from, right now, 128 participating teams that they're going to open it up to, to 16. But if the teams that go there and don't qualify, but say they get the top 20, right, those other four teams out of the top 20, those guys are going to get another chance, essentially, to go, but they're going to have to go back through all that again, right, on the 11th right, with UMG, uh, uh, and, and they have another opportunity. But will those teams that are so close get through that next time? Like, what are those storylines? What's going to happen there? Like, that's what I'm excited to see uh, because you know you're going to have that team that didn't even probably get close the first time through, and then the second time they blew everybody away and come out of nowhere. Or you're also going to have that team that got so close, they got that 17th spot, 18th spot, and they weren't able to secure it, and then they yeah. get in, um, uh, you know, maybe by the skin of their teeth that that second time. So it's going to be super easy to, it's super fun to watch. Uh, I and and I think uh, it's it's not going to be an easy road for anybody. Uh, for anybody, yeah. And this is the beautiful thing. Like I said before, there's no invites, Troy. You don't get invited into the regional finals. You have to earn your way. And from what I know from experience. Hey, some of those top level teams that you're used to seeing, you know, be in the grand finals and playing these big tournaments and, you know, they get they get first rounded or whatever and they don't have a good performance. You can't afford to do that. And and by the way, too, with open qualifiers, there's a lot that can go wrong. Like there's a lot that can go wrong. Well, right? not so, only that, you know, sometimes in pro play and you've seen this in COD for years, right? Like I've watched this happen for years in COD. It's all happening in Fortnite, too. Somebody comes out of nowhere, and the reason why yes. is because they have a different style of play that might be completely different than exactly. what all the other teams you normally play or scrim to or have a pace of style, and then all of a sudden, you like they wipe out somebody, and that mm -hmm. changes, like, you know, think about it. If they went into this and somebody wipes out TSM, right, yeah. it changes the whole yeah. ball game. Exactly, 100%. Right? 100%. Like 100%. And so yeah. that's what I'm excited to see, dude. I cannot wait. For 128 participating teams to start throwing it down on October 26th. It's going to be so much fun to see. I, and, and not only do we get one of these, we get yep. two of these events basically <laughs> almost happening. So I'm super yeah. excited for it. Yeah, the qualifiers are going to be great. I can't wait to see those players just rise up to the top. And it's going to be underway very soon. So like I said, go to Valorant or go to the spike.gg. Check it out. 
and see uh see what it's all about i encourage you but hey in, in terms of other bad news i mentioned at the the uh, top of the show sinatra right sinatra actually recently had a a, a run-in with a uh with one of those bands one of those workout bands right um he went to go curl the band from what i from what i understand at least and uh it ended up slipping from his feet and it shot up and actually hit him in the right eye or hit him oh. in the right eye that's tough man so i was thinking about this and, and just how i think actually it was his left eye excuse me but this is scary because it's something so mundane, if you will, like just working out with resistant bands. And you would you, you think, okay, you're going to be good to go. I know we've all seen the memes of the resistant bands, you know, snapping and then hit somebody, you know, and in some other places you don't want to get hit. But to hit you in the eye, that's a lot of force, you know, especially if you have it, you know, underneath your foot. And for that to pop up and hit you, that's a scary, scary thing. Now, as far as I know, or at least what he ended up saying in his tweet, is he went fully blind for like three hours. Like completely Three hours, bro. In that eye. That's Think scary. about how scary that is. Yeah, yeah, because you never know gamer. if your vision's going to come back. You right? don't know. Especially yeah. after like five minutes, ten minutes, an hour, two hours, your vision's still not back. Bro, but this three? would be playing a crazy thing in my mind, right? Like yeah. think about if you're him. One of the best players in the world. Mm -hmm. You just made the switch. You're having some great, 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 great progress, right, with your team. You guys are starting to starting to pick it up. And then you get hit in the eye because you're trying yeah, to work terrible. out. Yeah. Well, I mean, look. See, Taylor, this, this is why I don't work out for all you lazy other people stop. out there like me. <laughs> uh, I don't. You can get hurt, Taylor. You can I get guess hurt. I so. I guess so. Hey, you got to watch out for those resistant bands. I feel bad for Sinatra. Luckily, it looks as if everything is going to be okay. We'll take some recovery time. But being this close to, uh, you know, first strike, you know, hopefully he has a very speedy recovery. But more importantly, though, like, as I was saying before, how scary this is to go blind and hurt your eye. Professional gamers need to see the screen. Like, they don't have another option, right? They, they just simply don't don't so if you lose your eye you lose your depth perception you lose any type of, of vision as a professional gamer at a top level you're not going to be able to compete that is scary so for sinatra man if i was him i'd be freaking out and i, and I think about this too like uh you know there, there was one rapper from nwa uh from way back in the day and he ended up getting into a car accident he ended up damaging his vocal cords and he couldn't rap after that point in time so for me, I think about that all the time. And I'm like, you know, for me, my my moneymaker, how, you know, my career is is sincerely based off of my voice. So if I were to damage my voice in any way and lose that capacity, I would have to make a career change. And when, when I saw this and I saw that Sinatra had damaged his eye, how scary that would be. I was able to put myself in this position and like to have your career going so well and then all of a sudden to go blind and lose it just like that. That's terrifying. Well, and some people might say like, oh, well, he's a, you know, he has millions of dollars. Who cares? No, yeah, it, but it doesn't 20. matter. Like, dude, you, I mean, I would trade. I mean, people would trade any money in the world to be able to see. Like, that's not just your, yeah. it's not just his game, right? It's your future. It's like everything you're impacted by your life because you're eye. you know what and, I mean? And like, like I said, he's only 20, Troy. I mean, come yeah. on, 20 years old to have that taken away? I'm telling you, hey. <sighs> 20 year old stop working out man it's it's not a good stop idea. that's not hey hurt. look i am not i work out i work out four days i know a week, i'm baby, teasing i'm it. teasing it, you know for all of you out there that have fast metabolisms uh and are lucky like me uh god bless you but yeah no i'm kidding aside right for real but um uh partially i don't get hurt though <laughs> at least <laughs> 
I was I looking never... at you the whole time as you were saying that, and I'm like, you're not even being... Hey, I get it. You're trying to pull through for the kids out there, but brother, I see your face. I know yeah, you're Yeah, I, I mean, I, at least that'll get hurt. <laughs> I do need to work out, actually, Taylor, really bad. That's actually a true confession. Just avoid resistant bands. I think we made that very clear. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's the takeaway, right? That's the takeaway. Take stick, stick, stick with the free weights so you can just drop on yourself instead. Um, <laughs> you're terrible you're terrible all right but, check this out it was a lot of fun doing the run it back let's go into our featured topics let's move into main topics pay attention i learned something think you can keep up who am i kidding you know you can't keep up yeah that's it's a lot of work it's a lot of work to work out and get hit in the I mean, eye it's man. literally in the name yeah it's tough uh all right main topics Renegades, an SGS tournament recap. They're so, true gamers. Yeah? Man, it was a lot of fun. Uh, actually, genuinely a lot of fun. Love the talent, by the way, that was involved in that. Um, you know, you saw the likes such as Simo, Vansilli, Sports Dog coming through. Bach was there. They've always done a great, great job. Uh, really enjoyed it overall. And uh, it was a fun tournament. It was a bit of a longer one, but that's to be expected with Valorant. So started off with a group stage. There was four groups, and uh, they ended up playing in a couple of matches that were best of three. And then two teams from each group ended up qualifying for the playoffs. And the playoffs was a single elimination bracket, which was all best of three. So the big takeaways from this tournament is going to be Andbox. Now, Andbox is a team that came in. We didn't know much about obviously the players were, were very familiar with who they are but as far as their team chemistry they were a team that was expected to do well at least I, they were a fun team if you will right that was expected to do well but not do well like immortals or cloud nine you know like some of your your main stage teams that have been around the block for quite some time but they ended up surprising everybody and they ended up winning the entire thing. In the grand finals, they played against Immortals and easily cleaned them up 2-0. to zero. They looked phenomenal. Now, what I love about this roster, and don't roast us, but Fortnite, Poach. All right, Poach comes from the Fortnite scene. He was very well known as a streamer. At the very beginning, he was a... Hey, you brought it up this was, time, not me. Hey, look, and I have to because you know what? It's relevant information. But Poach ended up coming through and competing with uh, Anbox team as, as kind of a fill-in. Uh, maybe a tryout, if you will. But he ended up playing very, very good. There's been a meme for quite some time in the Valorant scene, like uh, Fortnite Pro, by the way. You know, and, and of course, if they choke or something, they're, they're, they're really they're ostracized, they're criticized. But Poach played very well. And clearly by the performance of Anbox, uh, GG's to them, taking the entire thing. I'm really impressed. I'm going to break down that roster just a little bit more in a bit. So they but won some the more whole takeaways. thing. Huh? Poach won the whole thing. The whole thing with this team. And that that is and first and foremost I like that because Poach, you know, he he in his Fortnite career, he it wasn't was very that great. successful. Well, uh, no, he's first no, he he was I mean he made he made a decent chunk of change, right? He made yeah, he a decent did. chunk of he change. Did. Um and, and you know, with Team Liquid and everything, it was it was great to watch him compete, but I mean, the thing about Poach though is he did have a rough patch with in Fortnite. If you guys don't know, he did end up, you know, kind of retiring um you know kind of separating himself from streaming i don't you know there was there was multiple things going on in his life but he came back he ended up competing again but when he did come back he did not have the success that he had especially in the early stages almost like you know daquan and, and myth and all of them like they at the very beginning they reviewed his gods and then as the game progressed and people got cracked out of their mind and cranking 90s like they kind of fell off so poach ended up transitioning over to valorant clearly it was a great move to make 
But Ambox ended up winning the entire thing. But some big takeaways, though, from this event. So I know Space Station Gaming ended up getting their new roster. Um, they ended up uh, doing fairly well in Group C, but they didn't make it out of bracket play. They ended up getting bested by Luminosity Gaming. They were, or excuse me, they ended up besting Luminosity Gaming, um, which was a solid victory, but they ended up losing to FaZe Clan. But granted, they did take that to a Game 3 in that best of three. So there is some potential there, but new roster. Curious to see how they're going to perform in the future. Complexity, another roster that was much hyped whenever they were formed. They ended up beating out Equinox Esports, but losing 2-0 to Cloud9 in a pretty un convincing fashion so complexity they're going to need to do a little bit more but on the creation of their roster I, I wasn't expecting a crazy amount I expected them to be you know kind of middle of the road team but who knows if they can surprise us in the future um, but as far as that goes Rise was another team that kind of came through the mix and in fact the new stats were added to the spike.gg and they ended up apexing out there in the top 10 so Rise was uh, a lot was expecting from them but they ended up getting beat out by Beast Coast um, in their first match in that best of one could have been an anomaly, but we'll hopefully see more from them in the future. But uh, another team, though, that kind of came out of nowhere was this team called Moon Raccoons. And I didn't know much about them. And, uh, you know, I was kind of thinking to myself when I saw that series, you know, upcoming, they were going to play against Genji during the playoff bracket. I'm like, ah, I don't expect a lot from them. Genji, we know Genji, Troy. They, right. they play so well. Yep. But. They ended up getting. They ended up losing two to zero. I mean, in an unconvincing fashion. Jinji was eliminated, and Moonbox then moved forward. Moonbox then ended up playing against Anbox. They lost two to one, but they put up one hell of a fight, a great fight. And in fact, Moonbox or, or excuse me, Moon Ra Raccoons ended up moving forward, of course, into uh, that that third place matchup. They ended up losing to Cloud Nine two zero. But the point is, they came out of nowhere and surprised us, and that's what makes First Strike so interesting. Is Moon Raccoons? We don't much know much about them, but they could be a team that could surprise us. And that's what makes that cool. But either way, the big takeaways from this event is, you know, Immortals ended up having a great performance. Cloud9 did fairly well. T1 first rounded in playoffs, but they did make it out of group stage. Either way, they're going to be doing a rebuild. Curious to see how they're going to perform. But uh, Andbox moving forward, taking the whole thing was not expected whatsoever, especially with that 2-0 victory over Immortals. And that makes things exciting. I'm glad to see more teams moving up. Yeah, I think it's really crazy that Poach is able to go in there with Andbox and get that done. Yeah. I mean, I it has been known. Ambox has been trying for quite a while to 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 really push some of their teams right to to really take it to the next level. Uh, and it's good to see them actually starting to have some success here in Valorant. And I hope that continues. Right, that's a good thing uh, when we have uh, big brands come into a game like this and have success because that means they're going to pump some resources into it, which then brings fans into it, which then brings more eyes onto the game. And so uh, it's exciting to have people like Poach, I think, even come over from from Fortnite. You know, I mean, he's got, what, 250,000 followers on Twitter, right? So there's people that definitely watch and see what he's doing, uh, and it's good for the game. Uh, I, I like to see these tournaments where uh, we have these different teams and, and new, new fans are created, right? A lot of people love the underdog story, right? They, they love to see that, that team come in and, and have an opportunity to actually take it away or to, to give the, uh, the big dogs, Gen G, a run for their money. Make them step back and and double think. Hey, we can't just walk into these these uh, these these games anymore, these tournaments, and just think we're going to win because we're Gen G. So many unknowns, yeah. Right, um, the, and especially so in a new. game like this. Yeah, the game is so new, Troy. This scene's developing. You know, no, I've, scenes absolutely. Developing. Uh, it's but uh, 
What I'm really happy about, though, for Anbox, uh, obviously based on their performance, they said, you know what, there, there's something here. We got to pick up Poach. So they ended up signing Poach right after that tournament. Uh, I don't know if it was kind of, you know, in the works beforehand. Maybe it was, but uh, them winning that tournament, they said, we got to get Poach. He already has the brand behind him, as you mentioned before, Troy, um, with as many followers as he has. So Anbox found an opportunity. They, they pick him up. Super excited to see Poach competing once again. Well, you have all these, you know, we, we saw a lot of hype, right, when Valorant released, right? There was a lot of hype around Valorant earlier this year. Uh, and sure, it has kind of calmed down a little bit. Uh, it's kind of resided a little bit. Uh, but what's interesting is we saw these players saying they were making the jump. Hey, I'm making a jump. I'm coming over here now. I'm making the jump. I'm coming right. here. And then all of a sudden, we've seen them kind of weave their way out of the scene a little bit. They've kind of mm -hmm. gone away. But some of the ones that didn't make the jump, uh, you know, were saying how much they thought Valorant was going to be a substantial esport going forward uh and and it looks like this week shroud goes on to say the same exact thing right that uh valorant is going to become the number one fps esport and so for someone like shroud to come out and say this taylor what does this mean like does it matter that shroud's even saying it like do no, we care it, is it more look, important to hear what other pros are saying man it means a lot that shroud says that so shroud is known for being very critical and very open and honest about other games right uh, whenever he was you know kind of playing PUBG, right um he was very vocal about issues in PUBG, very vocal about the scene about it you know kind of failing you know i he said you know straight like even though he was a PUBG partner and for all intents and purposes if you were outsider looking in he was incredibly successful there and even when the game was dying you would think that he was still you know supporting that scene because they were supporting him so hard but no he, he was like look if the game is bad i'm not going to play it it is what it is so for him to come out and say that he views valorant not only as a great game because i mean anybody can say it's a great game but to make that take and or to take that that chance to put out there into the universe that he believes that valorant will be the number one fps in the world in the future that is a huge huge vouch for this game for just for the reason that Shroud, who has, you know, so much history in games, he's obviously one of the biggest streamers out there, just locked in that huge Twitch con contract after, you know, switching from Mixer. But but the fact is, he's not just a streamer. You know, you mentioned, is, is it more impactful to hear from professional players as opposed to streamers? Let's not forget, Shroud, if Shroud genuinely wanted to go pro and Valorant, he could go pro and Valorant. Like, let, let's not forget that. He doesn't go pro and Valorant because he's a streamer. That takes priority for him to be a competitor, he would have to change up his entire, you know, regimen of streaming. And right. to be quite honest with you guys, just straight up, it, it just wouldn't make sense. He makes so much money as a streamer and content True. creator. Why would he want to be a competitor and dedicate that time and, and, and just, you know, have that headache of learning new strats? It just doesn't make sense right now. He has the free reign to do whatever he wants. And But he was, obviously, as we know, a legend in the CSGO space. That's where he comes from. So even though he may be a content creator, he may be a streamer, and that's what he is now. His, his opinion and, and his thought process matters because he's been there, done that in multiple different games, and he is still one of the most talented gamers in the world, despite him being a streamer and content creator now. Yeah, in fact, I mean, like you said, his history is in CSGO, um, and for him to come out and say things like the CS numbers are dipping, um, obviously he, he, he goes on to talk about, you know, to be fair, CS strives on the land environment, right? Uh, but he, but he continues on basically in his, in his rant that he had on his, on his stream and says that like, if Valorant nails the timing of coming to lands and tournaments are popping off, it's going to blow the F up is what he said. So yeah, hundred uh, uh, percent. And I definitely agree with him. Uh, I think when we get back to land events, like Valorant is going to be one of the most anticipated land events, not only because 
of the game and, and how it plays. But don't forget, Riot does things the right way when mm-hmm. it comes to events. Like, they know how to throw an event for League of Legends that sells out stadiums. I've been, I've been to one of them. Yeah. Right? It sells out Staples Center. Right? Like, yeah. literally. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, I can't wait to see what they do when they start selling out areas for land events for Valorant and what it's going to bring. Because I do think that in, in the West, in America, that this game really has a potential to do what League is doing in Asia, right? Yep. And how, how big and powerful it is there. I, I do believe that Valorant has that power to be that first-person shooter here that is the competitive big mark on the, on the scene that's able to do it. Um, that I think for so long, COD's been trying to get a little bit into, but their niche is a little bit different. And I think their niche is North America and EU, you know, but I mean, it's all, but I love that you said that like Riot is established in Asia and that right there is like, that's a huge market, right? So Riot already has tentacles, you know, kind of spread out there and and you really all over the world, right? Because of League of Legends specifically. So that's why this game has, has so much potential. And, and, you know, he did say CS numbers are dipping, but to be fair, CS drives on land and he's completely correct on that. Like it is very much so a land environment game and that's where, you know, people want to watch. Yeah. We we talked about it. We talked about it on the Twitch numbers. That's why Twitch numbers are down, right? For, for like, exactly. Whenever lands happen, you see CSGO have 150, 200,000 people on Twitch. Sometimes more, sometimes more. Valorant's going to be the same way. Valorant because Valorant has been compared to CS:GO so many times, right? Because of the play style and kind of how it is. But yeah. 100% when when a LAN event happens, you create those storylines, you see the players in real life all together, you see the emotion. It's it's a beautiful thing, right? That's what we're kind of, you know, pushing for. Obviously COVID stopped this in our tracks, but regardless though, when those LAN events start to pop off like and and, and Shroud is right, if they time it correctly, Oh man, Valorant's just going to pop pop off and it's going to be even bigger than it is now. So if you guys are here listening to this show or, or if you guys have been playing since the beta, you already you're already in the ground level. Like so a year two years from now, like you're going to know so much and have so much history with this game that uh, you'll be able to pick up easily and watch these tournaments and and form a dialogue, which is a uh, which is a beautiful thing, Troy. No, absolutely. Uh and you know what another beautiful thing is? Each week we bring you a saver spin. Halftime. If you saved, spend it. Don't save a thing. All right, so, you know, you mentioned, I think it was last week you mentioned you've been using the sheriff a lot. So before the show tonight, I asked you, I said, like, hey, for Saber Spin, you want to talk about, like, your sheriff use? And you're like, actually, I haven't been buying that first round at all anymore, really. Yeah. And and so then I was like, okay, well, what about Ghost? And And so we started talking a little bit. I stopped you. I said, let's save it for the show. So let's do that now. Ghost or no ghost, that is the question, uh, as especially when we're looking at first round, right? So yeah. um, whether it be, you know, the first round of, uh, of the match or when you, when you swap sides, right, after round 12, uh, round 13, right? So what, what, what will, like for you, Taylor, what does Taylor do and why? Man, so check this out, guys. I'm going to be real with you. <laughs> I, need to, I need to start playing my Kovacs more. I did one day of Kovacs, and I said, you know what? I'm going to keep, keep this up. I didn't do it again. I need uh. to get more consistent with it to get that aim up. For me, I'm not getting value out of Ghost. I'm going to be 100% real with you. And the reason why is because Ghost is, is hugely dependent on getting a headshot because of that headshot multiplier. Like, you can get a one-tap uh, shot to the head and take your opponents down. 
albeit if they don't buy shield first round, which you should never do, but some some weirdos do do that. Um, with that being said, I'm not getting value out of the ghost, so I'm not going to be buying it first round. Now, the benefit for me not buying ghost first round is because I'm a breach main. Breach players, you guys, long-term listeners do know I play breach literally nonstop. Um, if I don't buy a ghost and spend that extra 500 credits, I keep my classic. I can then fill out all three flashes as well as my my wall charge, and I'm good to go. I don't have to buy for the next round, or maybe I do if I, you know, of course, use them in the first round. But I have all that utility to use during the pistol round, which is incredibly valuable. So I'm actually getting more value from sticking with the classic than buying the ghost because, I mean, like I said, I, I just don't have the one tap potential. I just really don't. You know, I constantly spray. And if I'm spraying anyways, I'm not getting that much value out of a ghost hitting body shots as opposed to the classic. I might as well just rock the classic. So that's yep. what I've been doing. That three-round burst is nasty and get a lot of value. Now, granted, the Frenzy is a beautiful weapon too. And the Frenzy has been uh growing in popularity despite people roasting it at the very beginning of valorant saying that it just had no value hey, you called whatsoever. it you actually said it was pretty decent you've been telling me that for, and, and i've been using yeah. it since i bought you know I, i've had the the dragon one for so long i've been using it just because of that and i actually got yeah. really good at it um because of my play style a little bit right I, i'm a little more aggressive and especially when i'm playing phoenix and that's what i like to run right now so i buy the frenzy quite often right now at the very beginning the frenzy's great yeah I'm glad you're using it, man, because seriously, a lot of the pros have been using it more often, and they're starting to see that value in it. And um, maybe Spike Rush helped with that. You know, Spike Rush forces you to play with certain weapons that you wouldn't necessarily buy, and people start seeing the value in certain weapons that, you know, they wouldn't have used before, right? So now Frenzy is might be one of those weapons. I, I'm happy with it. But as far as the Ghost goes, this is, this is my advice. Um, if you are going to buy a ghost, make sure you're getting value out of it and make sure that you track your stats with it. Now, I, I don't mean going into, you know, game files and things like that and, and literally writing down, okay, in this round, you know, with the ghost, I, I took five people down, you know, got the ace. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying, if you're not getting the value out of a ghost, so AKA you're hitting more body shots and headshots consistently, try to switch it up, buy a frenzy, buy more abilities, or just stick with your classic, right? The, the ghost is great. It has so much potential and so much value if you use it correctly. But think about it. It's it's an, it's, it's an additional 500 credits that you could absolutely be stacking on to buy your op, right? To kind of push forward and, 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 and buy maybe, you know, the next round. You can do, you know, a, a half buy specter as well as your half shield and things like that to more sister team, more sister play style. So just that's just food for thought, right? You know, are you really getting the value out of it? And, and that goes across the board, not even just for ghosts, but any weapon. Are you getting value from it? Because there are days where I'll go to use the op and I can't lie, I can't hit shots. And, you know, and now with it being 5,000 credits, there's literally zero value that I'm giving to the team or myself. Uh, I don't even try to buy that thing. Never. Yeah. Yeah, I'm stubborn. I still try to buy it, but you know, some days I'm hitting, some days I'm not, because it feels totally different. So a lot of times I just go straight to my Vandal. Actually, I've been using Phantom lately, but that's a different discussion. But you know what? Just whatever weapon you're using, if you're not getting value out of it and consistently getting value out of it, switch it up. Try something else. That's my that's my advice. That's my uh, saver spin for you this week. I like it. That's a good one. Let us know out there if you are purchasing a Ghost first round. What do you think about it? You can shoot us a message over at thevalorantshow.gmail.com, or of course you can tweet to Reflections. I Reflections or myself at 2LoudTX. But Taylor, as you often say, all good things must come to an end. So let's go ahead and head on to Match Point. Match Point. Let's close up shop. We know more than we did before. Let's use that. Dude, Taylor, mine is super easy this week. 
I, I, I did a lot of thinking, though, to get to it, but it's super easy. It's super simple. I don't know if, you, if you've ever thought about this one, uh, but I'm this week, my goal is to learn Icebox, the new map. That's my goal, Taylor. I know you probably are going to steal mine and take the same thing, but learning <laughs> Icebox and the angles is ideal for me. I haven't got a lot of time this week um, or this past week, should I say. Uh, but I am looking to literally this next following weekend, I'm going to play a ridiculous amount of Valorant. That's my goal to be as lazy as possible and play as much Valorant as I can <laughs> and learn hey, icebox. I'll be right. I'll be right there with you. I'm not going to lie. I, you know, a bit busy with the gears pro league, but I'll be right there with you playing because you get off work, you know, a bit later and my shows are normally done. So we'll, we'll do it. Hey, Let's icebox it. is a lot of fun. I love playing that map. And actually, um, as of right now, they have reduced the ability to uh, to earn Icebox. They increased it for Spike Rush, but now that everybody's kind of you know got their 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 feet underneath them, whenever it does come to that specific map, uh, they've reduced the ability to uh, to get Icebox now. But it should be in competitive on the next patch, which Sky is going to be released on the twenty third. So that's when we should be seeing Icebox in the competitive rotation. But don't forget those micro stutters that are in fact affecting the game. So remember to keep that in the back of your mind if you are going to be a competitive player. But man, that's a, that's a good one. I said that last week, but Troy, you could take it this week too, man. Oh, hey. oh did you really? I didn't know I you did. said that last. I yeah. totally forgot. Oh, darn, totally man. Forgot yeah, your face. That. You know yeah. what? I just want to punch the monitor. <laughs> but you know what? Icebox is a lot of fun. I love it. I really do enjoy the map. For me, it's actually going to be... Uh, I'm, I'm going to be working on something outside of Valorant. I want to focus more on stats because when we do these shows, I want to come more into the... Or I want to give more, if you will, into the overall stats of yeah, the game. You don't game. give enough on the show, Taylor. You really should do more. I, Troy, thank you so much. It's literally what I just said. Again, I'm going to punch my monitor, bro. <laughs> hey. Anybody uh, want to try out for host? Let me know, man. Or <laughs> for this show. I'm out there. Okay. Plaw a, a Magusta trains. Let me know. Either way, Troy, I love you to death. I really do. Hey, man, but I'm going to be focusing on stats because I want to start giving you guys more stat-related things, and especially with the Spike.gg releasing, officially releasing, as we know, they, they just recently got out of beta mode. Um, they are going to, or they just opened up their stats page, so I'm going to be focusing heavy on, heavily on that and giving you more background on these teams and and uh, what I think about them week in and week out. Kind of like what e, uh, um, ESPN. You know what? I don't watch many sports, so ESPN does with their shows, man. They do a phenomenal job with their stuff, and you know what? I'm going to start trying to bring a little bit more ESPN-like stuff into there this show. There you go. I like it. I like it. There, there are really some. Uh, what is that? What was that called? It was called Sports by the Numbers, I think, or something like that that they used to do. Um, and then I think ESPN actually bought them. You know, you, have you ever seen where they pause it and then they like say they pause a, a football uh, a scene where they're throwing the ball like down the field and they'll say like, "Hey, this is at this degree and this." Never mind. You don't know sports. Anyways, all right. Well, yeah, all good things come to an end. Taylor, take us out of here. Hey, it's always a beautiful time having you here, man. I can't believe we're already on the 22nd episode of the Valorant Show, but you know we're going to keep it going because we love all of you out there. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to be featured in the next episode in our community feedback, ask the agent section, please leave a comment or a rating, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Podbeam, or now on Amazon. We would love to hear from you and feature you in the next episode. But for myself, Taylor Reflections Noble, Troy Tuttle, aka Too Loud, we loved having you, and we hope to see you again on our next episode. Grab some water, refill those clips, and let's get back out there. <laughs>